Now, a radio show dedicated to the genius of the Declaration of Divine Right, constitutionally preserved by our forefathers. The right to protect yourself and your loved ones from force, aggression, crime, and the tyranny of an overbearing, power-hungry government class. The right to bear arms, guaranteed in the Second Amendment to the United States Constitution, the greatest and most enduring blueprint for governance ever devised by man. This amendment enshrines the proposition that the right to keep and bear arms devolves upon us from God and not government. Now, the Second Amendment Radio Show with your hosts, Bill Robinson and Ralph Esposito. Well, hello and welcome once again, boys and girls, moms and dads, Domino and Heron, and uh, all the ships at sea. We welcome you once again here to Second Amendment Radio on the WYSL stations now. We proudly announce, effective today, we are at our new power of 27,000 watts. Going all the way to the southern tier around Corning, all the way to Buffalo, well up into southern Ontario and Canada, Pennsylvania. We are everywhere. Brought to you by the Nutcracker. 2159 Empire Boulevard in Webster. When the Hungries hit, hit the Nutcracker. Great Second Amendment advocates and constitution lovers. And they also happen to be great with food. So everybody wins with this deal. Uh, start out your day at the Nutcracker with omelets, steak and eggs, egg basket, breakfast specials, and of course your favorite pancakes, uh, Belgian waffles if you're into that kind of stuff. Breakfast handhelds as well. For lunch... Let me get the right page here. Uh, Ralph is not with us today, by, he, by the way. You probably know this. So I'm ad-libbing his commercial. Sandwich platters. I got clubs, melts, the sandwich board so you can create your own. Cold beer and wine. Great kids menu. And for dinner in the cold winter weather, which is about to return, uh, lots of stick-to-your-ribs, good uh, food like steak and more and homestyle favorites. Uh, like roast pork, baked meatloaf, southern fried chicken. And if you're, if you're in a mood for a salad, they've got those too. Meeting room in the back for your fraternal organization, church group, or family gathering. That is the Nutcracker. Uh, sponsors of the Second Amendment show on WYSL at 2159 Empire Boulevard in Webster. And I introduce you to, without further ado, uh, Bill Robinson. Yes. Well, we our first guest today, let's start off with uh, Dan. Dan Wass is joining us. He's uh, very active with Gun Owners of America the national, on the national level, uh, podcasts and a number of other areas. So, Dan, you with us? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having <laughs> me on the show. Yeah, well, thanks a lot for joining us again. Uh, uh, so, you, you, made it, you made it here on, on Super Bowl Monday. It's, wow. It's yeah. most big, big I, didn't, I didn't do good last night. Lost a few bucks, <laughs> but uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, that's okay. You're going to pick up a few um, uh, contacts and uh, and what have you here just from being on the show. The, ha- <laughs> yeah. the halo well, I, effect. I hear it's you know it's quite an honor to be hanging out here with wow. you guys. That's the that's a feather in my cap. Well, you're we dur- appreciate, you're dur- appreciate well, you joining us. Yeah, yeah, thanks for being on. Well, uh, Dan, the, there's so many things to talk about. You could you could be on the show for two hours, uh, but let's backtrack. Let's start off with what, what you do now. I know you're connected to Gun Owners of America often. You're, you're interviewing uh, Eric Pratt, and you're putting out podcasts often on the gun issues. So uh, let's talk about uh, your operation to start with. Go ahead. Well, you know, my, my operation – basically started by my book series, Good Gun, Bad Guy. And since then, I've become somewhat of a Second Amendment advocate and started uh, 
getting involved with some of the big groups. And, you know, GOA has been a fantastic organization. So, yeah, you know, Eric and I have become friends. We talk, you know, I know all the guys over there. Um, and we do a bullet points with Dan Wass a video series uh, at gunowners.com. And uh, that's for the Gun Owners Foundation, which yeah. is their, their legislative arm. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of stuff with them. I also write for Ammo Land. Uh, I write for Bearing Arms and Truth About Guns. I've written for them. I've written for Daily Caller. Just a whole bunch of different publications that I write for on a, on a regular basis. Uh, but, you know, primarily my my goal is to, you know, is to try to fix the attacks and, and, and counter the attacks that we have on our Second Amendment. And, and the way I approach it is by undermining their narrative and getting underneath their narrative and behind their propaganda and explaining to everyone exactly what they're doing. Because the anti-gunners and the left-wingers have a lot of skill in manipulating the thought process of Americans, especially when it comes to guns. But they have a lot of strategies that I don't think people really quite understand because the stuff's kind of hidden. So what I do in my book series and my writings is I try to get behind that stuff and explain exactly what they're doing. So we can recognize their, what they're doing to, to manipulate the, the, you know, the media and, and the people uh, so we can better de- uh, defend ourselves and either, you know, either uh, help the people who can be helped or, or destroy their anti-gun movement. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, the uh, one thing I would add to that, uh, Dan, too, is let's not uh, – we, we all have to uh, get ready to try to take a few punches here because they've had a big head start on us. And uh, it's it's not – you know, we're going to – that uh, – as Paloma says, that puck's going to go in the net several times. You're going to hear that buzzer go off while we get caught up. It's going to take a while to turn this aircraft carrier, but – we all have to stick together. We have to support great gun organizations like uh, like Scope, like GOA, like GOA New York. And we have to, and I'm going to harp on this, folks, all this year, you've got to vote. You have to show up. You have to register. You have to vote. Take along some other friends who are sitting on the fence, maybe uh, you know, uh, not sure whether they should for whatever reason. We won't get into that, but vote, folks. Go ahead, uh, Don, Dan. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I, I think everybody should be uh, should sign up with GOA at the at the national level, and also, of course, at the state level with you guys, because I mean, you guys are are front lines fighting for our rights. I'm just a guy in the media who's trying to alert people and trying to you know do my best to to lend some assistance, um, because what's happening is it's an evil movement. It's an anti-American movement. And yes. You know what they're really trying to do is is undermine traditional American values, and I you know I just we could talk forever on this stuff, yeah. but you know they talk about you know well keeping people safe. They don't really care to keep people safe. If they did, they would they would abolish the gun free school zones, for instance, sure. or they would make sure that you know gun free zone gun free zones are the most dangerous places on on planet Earth because people are rendered unarmed and helpless. But the but the bad guys know that and they they come in with with firearms and do whatever they want to do so but then democrats seem to support this stuff um which is which is why we should actually look at what they're doing rather than what they're saying because their, their intent is not good their intent is not moral and it's not ethical it's it's actually evil by by creating more uh, restrictions on good people you you make them unarmed and helpless and vulnerable at the same time what they're doing is they're they're emboldening the bad guys 
because they're not even putting him in jail. They're letting him right out of jail, too. Sure. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's really an evil, an evil thing that we need to fight. Yeah, right. they're the, uh, the released criminals are the stormtroopers for the political left. And yep. if you think that you know, society is not benefiting from this lurch to the left, uh, which is a correct assumption, by the way, just here's how you have to see this, uh, Dan. It's, it's, it's all about power and control. Uh, it has nothing to do with actually looking out for people's best interests. Uh, it's like I said, it's a lust for power, which leads to money, and uh, and, and they they want their power in perpetuity too, which is why they're tinkering with tinkering with the elections and why it's so important for us to get out there and vote, Bill. Well, Dan, what's going on here is if you analyze this more closely, here they are actually promoting. Crime. They're promoting criminals. They're protecting criminals day and night. We have a governor for the first time in the history of New York State that's working full time to protect the criminal element in New York State. Letitia James, this fraud we got for an attorney general, the same thing. Uh, head of the state police is being manipulated by them and uh, misused, you know, misusing the, that full force, uh, you know, the power that the state police has. They could be zeroing in on the criminals. And uh, they're not. They're not being used. They're targeting legitimate gun shops, and they're targeting legitimate pistol permit holders and us gun guys across the board, Second Amendment uh, people. We're being targeted. And the criminals have special, we've never seen this before, special dispensation. They're running rampant everywhere. I mean, we had another gunfight in the city last night. Couple, how many were shot there last? Well, couple, we had double murder, uh, double murder uh, Sunday yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two guys shot uh, coming out of a or going, yeah, coming out to get their car out of a cantina, and then we've had we had a couple armed carjackings too. Yeah, yeah. T- t- typical weekend. Yeah, the big the big part of her. Well, first of all, what Hochul did as soon as she was appointed, um, she let 191 criminals out of Rikers Island. That, yeah. that, that should have told you right there what, what she was about to do. Yeah. Um, so this is not, this really doesn't have anything anything to do with the big bum rush at the border. This, they were intended on doing this before that anyway, and that's what they were doing. But the problem I have is that, you know, there's people who live among us um, who don't really understand what's actually going on, and they believe that these politicians are out for uh, to protect our safety, and if they only really just open their eyes for a minute, we could show them the data because the data doesn't lie. You know, we, we could talk about the number of defensive gun uses per year in America by good people. We could talk about the the number of violent crime. We could talk about the gun free zones and all the restrictions that are put on us that cause us to to be in these positions of vulnerability. Um, we don't. We didn't ask for this. We all we wanted is what our founding fathers uh, declared, and that is the right to protect ourselves and our families, and, and the right to keep and bear arms. They do everything they can to take that away, and it's it's really shameful. But the problem is, people don't understand. They don't see that level. They just look at the top level, what they see in the headlines, and they believe that crap, that garbage. Uh, once you get down a couple levels into the story, into the actual story of what's really going on, they would look at their, their leaders, their Democrat leaders specifically, and say, you're get, we're going to kick you the hell out of here because you're bad for our state and for our country. Um, but they don't. They keep getting rewarded uh, for being good liberals and good Democrats, and they keep, you know, they, they keep 
seeing this narrative that you know conservatives and Republicans are the bad guys, which is the exact opposite. Democrats, when they put out a story, when they put out a narrative, it's the exact opposite of truth. And um, unfortunately, we, we have not been successful enough in exposing that. Yeah. Well, Dan, your books uh, expose a lot of this. So uh, good gun, bad guy. Uh, we only have about three minutes uh, left with you here today, and but we got to do a follow-up with you in two weeks again. Let's get into some more specific areas. But Perfect. anyway, your, your books for reference uh, purposes here for our listeners to take a peek at, read, uh, buy, and so they have ammunition to deal with these uh, leftist, socialist, Marxists that have taken over the state of New York, uh, pro-criminal. Uh, elected officials are on the criminal side, and it's the Democrat Party, the whole Democrat Party, that this they've decided that they're joining the, yeah. the criminal element and protecting criminals, but they're targeting us. Anyway, a uh, couple of your books, uh, the, uh, the order of the books, and then a little bit about them uh, for a minute, and then let's sure. go on from there. Go ahead. Good Gun, Bad Guy, and it can be found at goodgunbadguy.com. And um, the first book talks primarily about the mindset of the anti-gunner, why they think the way they do, how they've been manipulated, their thought process, the brainwashing, the propaganda, the rhetoric, all the stuff that comes from the political left. It, it explains all that stuff. The second book talks, Good Gun, Bad Guy 2, talks more about the media's involvement and the strategies the media has in planting those seeds and creating that overall narrative. It's really gets interesting it, by, you know, by the time you get to the second book. As a matter of fact, Ted Nugent endorsed the second book um, after he read it. Okay. Um, so that'll tell you something. He, he, he loved it. Um, if he liked it, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Good Gun, Bad Guy 3 gets even more interesting because that talks about the politics behind the gun grab. Why do they want an unarmed population? Why are they creating a victim-predator society, and how does it benefit those particular politicians? So that's the Good Gun, Bad Guy book series, uh, one through three, goodgunbadguy.com. I also have a, a web show called The Loaded Mic, where we talk about a lot of uh, Second Amendment stuff, but we also get into politics of the day, and we have a lot of fun on the show, too. That's LoadedMike.com, Mike like microphone, M-I-C, LoadedMike.com, and GoodGunBadGuy.com. All right, so now uh, the way we set it up, our Second Amendment show should have some of your podcasts on often, right? Weekly, basically? One a week you're going to try to put on our, yeah, our Second Amendment show? show. Yeah, yeah, we produce a weekly show. All right, so our, our Second Amendment uh, website, goanys.com, goanys.com has information on... on uh, loaded Mike? Yeah, Loaded Mike, and while well, your books, it's pretty much anything that you're putting out, we're going to have uh, listed on there so our listeners can, can pick and choose what they want to check out, right? That's what well, we're, I appreciate we're setting that. that up. I really do. From this I, point I on. So it, it should have actually it should have been fired up last night. I think everything uh, wired in, set up for us. So we appreciate you joining us and for this short session with us this week. But in two weeks or so, we got to get into some specific areas. Okay, if you don't mind, a couple Absolutely. weeks. Absolutely, any any time. And I appreciate you guys for everything you're doing. I'm over here cheering you on. So I appreciate it. Thank you. We now, felt that. Appreciate it. Now, uh, Dan, uh, contact information directly. Uh, a phone number. Can you put one of your numbers out? Well, we have you. Um, we don't have an office line, okay. but I, what I can do is we have a contact on. Um, we have a contact form on the website. Go to goodgunbadguy.com. 
com. There's a contact form, okay. and um, I will read. I read all those, and I will get back to people. Very um, good. GoodGunBadGuy.com. All right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate your work. Dan Wass, thank thanks you. so much. You uh, got it. Appreciate thank it. You and you are listening to Second Amendment Radio on the yeah. WYSL stations. Uh, we're going to step away here for just a second. But first, want to talk to you about Fairport Village Barber. Is that still a good client? Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. He's, uh, I don't know. Ted. I don't see the traffic. Thirty-six North Main Street from Fair and Fairport. Spend fifteen bucks, look like a million. Get an appointment at five eight five three eight eight zero one four one three eight eight zero one four one four Fairport Village Barber. Thanks for joining us here on Second Amendment Radio on the newly twenty-seven thousand watt WYSL AM ten forty as well as FM ninety two point one and FM ninety five point five West. Traveling in a fight come be on a hippie trail head full of zombies. I met a strange lady. She made me nervous. She took me in and gave me breakfast. As Americans, we build a nation by hacking homes and civilization out of the wilderness. Through sheer will and determination, we tamed the outdoors over two centuries, paving the way for unparalleled success and prosperity. It's in this spirit Crosman Arms invites you to take it outside. Drag your kids away from the computer and the TV. Rediscover the beauty and joy of nature. Have fun. Combat obesity and a sedentary life. Take it outside. An exhortation from the Crosman Arms family of brands. Crosman Air Guns, Crosman Soft Air, Centerpoint Precision Optics, and the newest Crosman Archery. Crosman. Routes 5 and 20 East Bloomfield. Visit Crosman.com. WISL. Rock on Harley Davidson and Rock on Power Sports, West Henrietta Road. Shop the greatest selection of legendary Harleys and save big on a wide array of used bikes. And Rock on Power Sports has rides from Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. Rock on has a helpful staff to save you big money. The Rock on Service Department has expert technicians and a great supply of parts to get and keep you on two wheels. WYSL listeners get $500 off used motorcycles while supplies last. Rock On has side-by-sides, ATVs, and jet boats, too. Anything that's fun and goes fast. On and off-road and on the water, shop the all-new Rock On first. Rock On Harley-Davidson and Rock On Motorsports, 2600 West Henrietta Road. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Call 424-2120. Visit rockonharleydavidson.com. W-Y-S-L. Avon Gun and Hunting Supply, a locally owned and operated gun shop here for your hunting needs. With changes in New York State laws, they'll work with you to fulfill your needs. Open from 10 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday, Avon Gun, East Main Street, next to Tompkins Community Bank. You're listening to the Second Amendment Radio Show on WYSL. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget the podcast, uh, always at WYSL1040.com. Go to the podcast page. Our show is our podcast, and our podcast is our show. Uh, but you can get that anytime. Once again, uh, Ralph uh, is not with us this week. Uh, we do have Bill Robinson, and here he is. Yes. Well, thanks. Uh, we do have John Quigley joining us today. Uh, John, you with us? Yes, I am. Thank you for having me. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate you joining us here on the show. Uh, you know, the, the concern, you know, the primary reason we had you on today is because, you, you know, you're up to date on the uh, – 
the BOE areas there, the, the election, potential election fraud and all this stuff being – all these accusations now, the machines. Everywhere I go, people don't trust the, the voting machines. Uh, the illegal votes we have in New York State, it seems, every year. There's so many things going on. Marley Hornick, you know Marley, obviously, and she's yep. brought to our attention a lot of the, this, what's, what's happening throughout the state of New York. So he says, well, we got to have you on as one of the directors, actually one of the commanders. Uh, well, you're the Ulster County uh, uh, leader, right, for the... Uh, uh, I'm the Ulster County Board of Elections, one of two uh, election commissioners yeah. uh, in the county, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, a couple a couple concerns here. Uh, you know, your thoughts on, again, your your opinion and your, your professional opinion, and this is what you do full-time, on, let's say, let's start off with the voting machines. Yep. How, how yep. secure are these machines? I mean, there's so much disinformation uh, going out around uh, us everywhere today, uh, you know, through, on the websites, uh, the uh, you know, social media, you go dizzy yep. with this stuff. So your thoughts on the machine. Let's start off with the machines and let us go on from there. So uh, it, it's difficult to dive straight into the machines without giving context to how New York runs elections. So if you don't mind. I'm yeah, you go ahead. It's, this is your time. You cover what do you think need, our listeners need to hear. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I, and I've been, I've been fortunate. Uh, we have a great federated sportsman club down here in Ulster County that I get to go to and speak to about this. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate you taking the opportunity to uh, educate your listeners on this. Um, Look, here in New York State, we're one of the very unique states in uh, which we allow our elections to be ran by a bipartisan system. It requires that there is one Republican and one Democrat commissioner, uh, as well as two people at every step of the process when you go to vote in New York. So it's very unique. If you look at every other state, even uh, a lot of the states that people had questions about in 2020, uh, those states are ran by party politics, where it's one part one party gets to designate the individuals, or one party is a, is elected and then runs the the election offices. Uh, so New York State, uh, it's one thing I like to say New York State got right uh, is how we run our elections. Uh, we have from the moment you check in, uh, everybody should have the same experience. You should be checking in at a table with two people who are checking you in. So when you go to put your ballot into a machine, there are two people who are responsible for when you put your ballot into the machine. They're designated Republican and Democrat. So we have this great bipartisan system that really ensures the integrity of New York elections. Uh, and it's a great model that, uh, honestly, other, other states should consider when they, when they have these concerns that we're about to talk about, which is in regards to the technology that we use. Um, in New York State, our technology has to go through a very rigorous um, approval process, certification process, by the New York State Board of Elections. And prior to, I want to say, 2022, there were only about three three vendors, if, if not four vendors, that were statewide approved for Board of Elections to uh, purchase from. And uh, we could go through that list of who those vendors are. Um, most, most popular, the people at night talked about due to the 2020 elections, was Dominion, but there was also... Uh, ESNS and another vendor out there, uh, but but thankfully, uh, due to 2020 and the way things played out, New York State realized they had to find and certify some new vendors to hopefully give New York State the County Board of Elections the option to go out and uh, and buy new new machines from different vendors. So okay. recently, there were two other vendors that got approved in New York State called Heart and another one called Clear Ballot. 
Um, both of them have been fairly popular uh, among some of the counties that happen to be in, in the position to be uh, replacing some of their machines. Uh, and there seems to be traction picking up. And we're, we, as the County Board of Elections, we're getting options. We're getting the ability to explore and, and really question and critique uh, which machines we go with. Uh, so I encourage anybody uh, to reach out to their county board of elections, uh, see what machine, ask them what kind of machines they're using, and do their own homework. Because here in Ulster County, uh, we don't shy away from that. Uh, we do public demos. We we open our machines up to the public so people can come in and check them out. Even when we just went through the process of acquiring new machines, uh, we asked any of the vendors that wanted to. They got to come in and they got to do a public demo day and. We allowed anybody uh, who wanted to stop by uh, and talk to representatives from each of the vendors to check out the machines. Um, one, I, one area before you continue on here a bit. Yep. Our, a lot of people are concerned that, uh, say, Doc and I in the station here could get on the computer next to me here, and when, while voting is going on, we could somehow remotely tap in to the uh, voting machine and change the votes. I mean, are there modems on these machines? Can outside no. people tap into those by, you know, through the airwaves, through Wi-Fi, that type of thing? Or are they strictly closed, sealed machines? Yep. Everything that gets certified has to be sealed. Um, and these machines themselves, once deployed to poll sites, they're not, they're not allowed to have any uh, network connectivity. They don't have any network connectivity as is. Um, even when they're within the poll site, within our offices, they, they're simply supposed to be standalone machines. I was chatting with John Quigley, Ulster County Republican Election Commissioner. Uh, John, uh, uh, Bob Savage here, by the way, uh, uh, Bill's yeah. uh, sidekick here. Uh, did you see the news story last week about the, there was a trial in Georgia and some guy uh, was able to change one of the Smartmatic machines? They could, it could change the output come and make it anything he wanted to using a big pen. I don't know if you saw that story. He's punching, well, punching in. He's punching in the numbers right on it, right on the machine. Right he, he could make it. Yeah. He make the outcome anything he wanted to yeah. use using. I think there was a smart card and a big pen. Okay. Did, do you have any? Yeah. Co- do you have any comment on that? <laughs> yeah, that was- well, so I, I, I could tell you that um, under our previous vendor, when we had Dominion, it was sensitive to the pens that were used. Um, so uh, it, it, there were times in which older versions of machines were sensitive to what was being used uh, when marking your ballot. Um, uh, Smartmatic is not one that's uh, approved here in New York State at the point in, at this point in time. Oh, thank God! Uh, uh, but uh, but all I would say is uh, I I'm glad I moved to a new new equipment because it, it doesn't limit my uh, voters in just using a specific pen now. Any generic pen uh, can be used on the ballots, and the ballots are properly scanned and read. So it, improvements over time, thank God, have been made. And I look forward to, look, uh, this is an evolution of how we vote. I can't wait to see what we're going to be voting on in the next 10 years. Yeah, very good. Very John, good. John, you, you inspire confidence. So, so what kind of machine do you use in Ulster County now? Uh, we just went with a system called uh, Heart Inner Civic. They have this Verity Vote system. Um, it's a, it, To me... Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm biased now that I have them. I do think they're one of the better products out there. It's brand, it's brand new to um, New York State. It was recently certified. Uh, and and um, all I can say is uh, I like the mobility. I like the ability to uh, take care of the machines myself. Uh, it's an American-made product. I, I really like okay. that as well. Um, so we get to, we get to uh, go with that this year. All right. Now, 
Another area of concern, again, this is just a short chit-chat with you today, and we can do a follow-up in a couple, three weeks if you're available. We'd love to do that. I mean, we'll have more specific questions for you. But the other big concern is the DMV, how uh, these illegal aliens are getting their uh, getting driver's licenses and they're getting allegedly uh, signed up and being uh, uh, able to vote. That kind of thing. What's what's the status on illegal aliens voting, uh, DMV registration? Uh, how secure are we in that, in that area? Then we got one more question for you today. Go ahead. So um, what I would say is uh, when you register to vote, you, there's a section on the registration form that talks about your qualifications. Okay. Uh, as one section which asks if you are a U.S. citizen and another that says if you're not. And then a second section that asks, uh, if you'll be over the 18 years of old before the election, uh, or if you're uh, above the age of 16, because we now pre-register voters. Now, uh, as Board of Elections employees and administrators, uh, we do not have the authority or the uh, investigative abilities to uh, sort of look at the integrity if you check the right boxes. So um, right. given that statement, Mm-hmm. Uh, it is possible for voters uh, who uh, have malintent to go and check those boxes and say they are registered and, and go through completing the voter registration form uh, and then being enrolled in your county's uh, voter registration system. Now, uh, at the DMV, I know this is going to change over the coming years as they get ready to implement automatic voter registration. Uh, this this will become a highlighted point that really they emphasize even more than they already do, uh, because I think it's right now when you go to the DMV, it's just like a little box that they ask you, uh, do you want to send your information to the, to the Board of Elections? And then you check yes or no um, through that process. Uh, when you get through that process, we register you, and then you're a registered voter. Uh, but I do want to say from personal experience um, with uh, the, the possibility that sometimes uh, illegal immigrants happen to click that box, I have found it more frequent that uh, they have done it by accident. They've actually showed up to my office and they've asked, how do I get off the voter registration rolls? I do not want to be deported. Uh, and they do, then they try very hard because they say, oops, I accidentally checked that box. I don't know why I'm registered to vote. I shouldn't be registered to vote. And that's been my personal experience here in Ulster County. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure it happens elsewhere. Um, but it's something that, uh, going forward in the future, I, I definitely would like to see a more, whether it's an accountable way or a, a easier way to verify when people go through the voter registration process. All right. Do you know the procedure that DMV uses if that box is checked? Are are they being questioned at that point? Is any uh, certificates, uh, identification, other additional, uh, well, what do you want to call it? government documents being presented at that time to allow them to even do that? Are they are they so, uh, are they investigating this at DMV at all, or just running it right through? So the DMV, similar to the, the Board of Elections, we cannot like ask for proof or verification uh, of your residency or, or registration as long as you complete that qualifications box. So when you're at the DMV, they do ask you if you are a U.S. citizen, and you do have to like confirm yes or no. And then they do ask you if you're above 18 or if you're above the age of 16 and pre-registering. Okay. John, let me just ask you a question here. I, 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 I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything, but do you approve of this process? Uh, 
personally. Uh, yes. I'm an administrator and not a legislator. I don't. I think there's improvements to be made. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. okay. I think I think there is improvements to be made. Well, it, it sounds sounds kind of like uh, like like wide open like a barn door to me. Yeah. Just that's just my impression. I, I'm not hanging this on you. I'm just saying the process looks that way, smells that way to me. Go ahead, Bill. Well, it is. It is. It clearly is. We've got serious issues when Marley can put together and a uh, well a, a basic. Uh, for example, what did she say? Uh, roughly. Uh, over one million felony violations of New York State election law. Uh, a million felonies in the mil- voting mil- process, yeah. folks. Uh, Ninety-five uh, state and federal legislative races impacted by these. Uh, uh, 740,000 plus ineligible votes were, were uh, committed here were in the state, cast in the state of New York. I mean, there's, a lot, there's some stuff going on here. I mean, this now, is obviously – Way, way, way beyond having the capability of changing the outcome of the election. Yeah, and John here is one of the commanders of the Republican Party Board of Elections. He can't really – he hasn't got the power to investigate really or arrest even. You know, yeah, it would be great if he had that kind of power to, to start going after these people. We don't have teams set up here in the state of New York to target the illegal uh, voters. Not, nobody's doing this. And, of course, the Democrats seem to come out on top every single time. And how much of – you know, I'm a re- registered Republican. I'm with the committee here in Monroe County. And, and we're, we're getting fed up. Our, a lot of us Republicans up here, John, are getting fed up with what's going on. We can't seem to win too yeah. many elections. So what the heck yeah. is happening here? The Democrats come out on top every time. But go ahead. Your thoughts on that, generally speaking. I would say we, we simply have to advocate to our legislators uh, to put more stringent um, processes in place that allow us to uh, sort of go and have teeth when we, when we check against the, the verification, the qualifications of voters. Um, and, and once that process is in place, uh, I think we can sort of help hold our hands high that like we, we do have a process that has uh, more integrity. Uh, I, I do believe currently, uh, I will say, in honesty, that uh, the way our, our county board's voter registrations are done, um, there it is run well, uh, but there are always room for improvements. Uh, right now, it's like having 62 separate databases that communicate to one, um, and, and there might be a discussion going on at the state level this year rather than having those 62, changing it to just one uh, that communicates to those 62 counties so that uh, information is shared quicker and, and easier and more accurately especially when it comes to when people uh, move between communities, if they move from town to town or from town, from one town in one county to another county. Um, but that, that's sort of what leads to a lot of, I believe, the questions that uh, Marley had. Yeah. Well, we, can, we clearly see here that the, uh, we're going to need to hire full-time, have full-time a couple of Republican investigators just to cover voter fraud here. In the state of New York, especially Monroe County, we want them in Monroe County and throughout the state of New York, and even have a couple Democrat uh, investigators. But we need some teams to, yeah, to you know, keep I mean, on top of this, one hundred percent, because this has got to end. This in, in fairness, we don't need any George yeah, Santos situations. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead, John. Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, if anybody truly wants to get involved and see the experience, I, I encourage individuals to become uh, election inspectors and work for yeah. your poll sites, so you get that experience as to what it's like to actually go through the checking in a voter process. There's also another uh, opportunity uh, on Election Day, which is known as poll watching. Uh, reach out to uh, either party's uh, leadership, and uh, you can sort of educate yourself on how to be a poll watcher, and you can just sort of go and watch throughout the Election Day and, uh, the integrity of our process. 
Yeah. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'll give you a buzz uh, next week, and let's see if we can set up another another uh, date for you to come back up with us here. And in the meantime, you put some notes together, other information you'd like to put out to our listeners, okay? You no know, problem. I appreciate we, we, the opportunity. We really – this is wonderful you're joining us. We appreciate this. Yeah, John Quigley, yeah, Ulster you. County Republican Election Commissioner, thanks for all your hard work yeah. on maintaining the integrity of our elections, John. Yeah. We, uh, I know it's a hard job, and oh, uh, we appreciate everything you do. Yes, thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Thank you. You, you bet. Well, all right, John Quigley. So it's, uh, it's well, well-meaning guy, I think. Yeah, yeah the, the thing is the Board of Election uh, people, they haven't got the power to uh, investigate. They're not investigators. You know the – yeah, you, you got to have the resources. To we need, yeah, we need, we need operating capital. We need people dedicated to do this, to investigate voter fraud. These from the machines to you name it. So he's comfortable, which is good to hear. That he's comfortable with the uh, new machine here uh, coming up and the machines. And apparently, they don't have modems. They don't have a way to supposedly tap into them from re, you know remote control through Wi-Fi or something through another computer, which is interesting. You know, because a lot of there's been a lot of talk that they because can. of the type of machine that he's got. Yeah, yeah, so, they're not using the Smartmatic machines, which are fraught with all kinds of problems. Yeah, so so that's interesting. Very good. Well, we appreciate John Quigley for coming on, and we'll have him on and again in a couple of weeks. So stand by for that, folks. And Marley's been on our show uh, multiple times too, covering the, the the voter fraud situation we're in the state of New York. Well, hopefully our next guest uh, should be Tom Reynolds. He should be joining us shortly with uh, from Scope. And we're going to cover some of the concerns that Scope has, uh, a uh, New York State group of uh, an organization that's very effective, has been very effective, helping us uh, protect our gun rights and trying to regain our gun rights. And, of course, they're helping us, been very effective, helping us raise money for these lawsuits. So if you haven't re-upped with Scope, uh, please do so. If you haven't joined Scope, check them out and join them. Uh, they've been really active in helping us uh, fight the state of New York on these multiple gun laws, new gun laws that they've passed. Scope's been right along uh, our side helping us, helping GOA New York and helping Gun Owners of America. And uh, Paloma Capana, our Second Amendment uh, civil rights attorney. Okay, we're going to take a break here. Second Amendment Radio on the WYSL station is brought to you by Rosie's Cafe. 2133 Five Mile Line Road in Penfield. If you want Italian food at its best, Rosie's is the place to go. Call for reservations, though, 585-385-5600. That's 385-5600. More to come here on the WYSL stations. Rock on, Harley-Davidson and Rock on Power Sports, West Henrietta Road. Shop the greatest selection of legendary Harleys and save big on a wide array of used bikes. And Rock on Power Sports has rides from Honda, Kawasaki, and Yamaha. Rock on has a helpful staff to save you big money. The Rock on Service Department has expert technicians and a great supply of parts to get and keep you on two wheels. 
WYSL listeners get $500 off used motorcycles while supplies last. Rock On has side-by-sides, ATVs, and jet boats, too. Anything that's fun and goes fast. On and off-road and on the water, shop the all-new Rock On first. Rock On Harley-Davidson and Rock On Motorsports, 2600 West Henrietta Road. Open Tuesday through Saturday. Call 424-2120. Visit rockonharleydavidson.com. Proudly sponsoring the Second Amendment show on WYSL, Turnbull Manufacturing Company. Not only performing faithful, accurate restoration of vintage firearms, now Turnbull is a federally licensed manufacturer of new firearms, including our own line of Colt-style single-action revolvers and Winchester-style rifles. Our expert gunsmiths hand-fit our firearms using period-correct finishes. New or restored, a firearm from Turnbull is one you'll be proud to own, display, and use. Visit our beautiful showroom on 5 and 20 in Bloomfield, Open weekdays 8 to 4.30. Check TurnbullMFG.com. Unexpected noise rumbles downstairs in the middle of the night. Your heart races as you tiptoe in the dark and see a flashlight beam scanning the walls of your home. That's when you're glad your gun has a laser max sight. Everything changes when a pulsating green or red dot paints the chest of an intruder. And a featherweight, dependable laser max laser sight on your gun greatly assists in target acquisition and accurate firing in stressful situations. Laser max, the green or red lights that both mean stop. New shooters learn sight picture and trigger control much faster with a laser max sight available for all popular guns for guide rod accessory rail side plate or frame mounting made locally laser max the choice of law enforcement professionals laser max when a second shot isn't an option visit lasermax.com Avon Gun and Hunting Supply, a locally owned and operated gun shop here for your hunting needs. With changes in New York State laws, they'll work with you to fulfill your needs. Open from 10 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday, Avon Gun, East Main Street, next to Tompkins Community Bank. This is Second Amendment Radio, locked and loaded on WYSL, AM 1040, FM 92.1, and FM 95.5 West. You are listening to the newly 27,000 watt WYSL AM 1040, as well as 92.1 and 95.5 FM West. Bill Robinson, bring on our next guest if you would be so kind. Yes, thank you. Yes, uh, we have Tom Reynolds joining us today from Scope. Uh, Tom, you've been with Scope many, many years, right? A week or two. Uh, go back to 2016, uh, yeah. where I've been active, but yeah. I was in it prior to that back in 2013. Like a lot of people, the SAFE Act got me uh, involved. Yeah, I got you all riled up. It got a lot of people riled up. Uh, yeah. Now, Scope, uh, the the organization's been around, what, 55, 58 years, roughly? Yeah, it was back to 1965. 65, so, yeah. Yeah, it, they really jumped uh, again after the SAFE Act, like uh, presumably everybody in every 2A organization in New York State, uh, people got involved. Oh, yeah. You know, what's hard, hard to understand is it, with all the stuff that happened after the SAFE Act and all the, the complaints, the next governor's election was just a year later, and the turnout was horrendous. Yeah, and 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 that was also the year that uh, Common Core was a big issue. Oh yeah. So w- w- I have no explanation, but it's just amazing. Um, about seven hundred uh, a million less people voted. Yeah, wasn't well, isn't that something? 
Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I'm looking at Scope's material. The uh, the articles are absolutely dead on. Multiple articles that you guys are cranking out all the time. Well, basically monthly, putting out different articles, and they're right on. So our listeners need to do what they can, do their best to try to get a hold of the Scope's uh, uh, material and read the articles that come out monthly because there's a lot of good material in there to help us, to help you know gun owners fight off these leftist, socialist, Marxist Democrats that are coming up with every kind of scam possible uh, to uh, take away our rights and, and uh, you know, monkey with our, our, our uh, Second Amendment. Uh, uh, night and day, they're coming up with ways to figure a way, ways, multiple ways to, to shut us down on our Second Amendment from us owning guns. It's unbelievable. It doesn't end. You know, you yeah, and I have been back and, and forth uh, on this. I think one, yeah. of the, one of the interesting things is uh, there's a – Proposed law, federal law, in the Senate, 3407 is its number, and it was introduced by Elizabeth Warren, so you know immediately it's a problem. And uh, what it does is it reflects what the the left would like to do is they're trying to federalize state licensing of shotguns and rifles, so what – uh, they want it all in, the, in to be in the federal control, which is exactly what it is, control. It's easier to control one than 50 separate states. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the license is crazy. It, uh, they want to give you a 10-year federal license, <laughs> but they want to impose a tax of 30% yeah. on firearms and 50% on ammo. And, you know, I, I keep saying that at what point, are the, these guys on the left, the anti-Second Amendment people, going to go too far? And uh, this is a, an example where they – is this what's going to take to get people motivated? And in New York State, there's a, a couple uh, – uh, one in the Assembly and one in the Senate pushing through that uh, to buy a rifle or a shotgun, mm-hmm. you're going to have to have a hunting license. Yeah. You're going to have to pass a drug test. You're going to have to pass a mental health test, and as well as take instructions and pass a live fire test. And the interesting thing is it also says that the, the issuing officer is going to have to investigate the truth of the applicant's statements. Now, these are all given under perjury. But what is this? Is the sheriff going to come around and check you out uh, to, to see that uh, if every statement on your application is correct? I mean, it's just it's just crazy the stuff that's going on. And know, at what they, point they, is it going to hit gun owners and hunters who d- don't want to get involved, don't want to vote? Say it's not coming for me. Well, they're coming. Oh yeah, they're coming for you. Yeah. Uh, well, they're just trying. Obviously, they're just trying to burden the ownership of firearms to the point where most people find it impractical, and they just won't. Uh, they won't do it anymore. And they're yeah. they are rapidly. I mean, they're accelerating on this track, Tom. So you have to get involved here, and it's that's why we harp on this all the time. And Second Amendment radios, you've got to vote. Uh, the 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 non turnout of gun owners and uh, concealed carry permit holders is inexcusable. You got to get out there, or you're gonna you're gonna lose those guns. Yeah, I mean they're they're after it, and they're going to take them if they possibly can. It's 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 one of the key issues for the left is to uh, get guns out of the hands of civilians. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's why one of the things we're looking at a scope is focusing on hunters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking at a, a website called uh, Hunt the Vote, 
and they're saying that 30 to 50 percent of licensed hunters are all that vote, and it varies by state. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm guessing that New York State's in the 30 percent category somewhere in there, because uh, I think about 30 percent of licensed gun owners, uh, concealed carry holders, also vote. So, you know, if there there are 600,000 hunting license issued in New York State every year. Okay. So if you take 30% of that, that's 180,000 people that vote, which leaves 420,000 votes on the table. Yeah. And and even if you if you lowered it to say 400,000, the two-thirds that that's the national average for everybody, that means you're leaving uh, 220,000 votes on the table. So what we're going to do is try to do some focusing on gun owners. And for most people, until the crisis hits, they don't react. Yeah, that's well, it. And then it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, gee, how did this happen? Yeah, well, I'm I'm wondering, uh, first as myself, when they passed uh, and imposed these uh, uh, ammo laws this past year, um, I went to the the gun store to buy some twenty two ammunition, and it took me three trips and 24 hours to get <laughs> approval. Isn't that something? Yeah, it's... and normally under the old mix check, it was minutes to, to get approval. And, and that so was to I'm buy a gun. How many hunters, yeah. this all happened just prior to hunting season, got inconvenienced by this too. Yeah. Is this enough to get them excited, uh, to get them angry enough to, to say, okay, I'm going to vote, I'm going to do it and vote? And the other thing is, is we're trying to uh, publicize these laws that are going on. You know, like I said, the, you and I were just talking how they want to uh, raise the cost of having a gun and having a hunting license so high that most people can't afford it. And, and by the way, there's another New York State one where they want everybody to have $1 million in liability insurance. Uh, I don't know where you're going to get it, uh, but... Uh, uh, so it's they're making it so bureaucratic. You're going to say it's just not worth it to go through this, and they're making it so expensive. Uh, you know, you go to buy, say, a fire five hundred dollar gun, and you're going to end up spending over a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars probably, to uh, to get licensed and get everything approved. Talking to uh, so, Tom Reynolds, Tom Reynolds from Scope. Uh, Tom, there's a sinister note here too with regard to this insurance requirement, and that is, you know, you got to keep up the payments, you got to make the premium payments, and what has not been specified and what they're hiding because of the draconian nature of it is what are the consequences for not having uh, oh, insurance? Yeah. Pull your permit. Okay, uh, well, they permit. may pull your permit, but Guns. it might be it might be far worse than that. Yeah. It might be criminal possession. Oh, yeah, so there you now, go. now you're a prohibited possessor. Now you're a felon. Yeah. You can't vote. Well, Tom, I, I, I did. A, I made a couple of calls on that to potentially if you get if they have to have that liability, a million dollar liability. It's going to cost. An, well, they couldn't give exact figures, obviously, but yeah. minimum of three fifty a year to maintain an insurance policy like that. Three hundred fifty more dollars we got to spend per gun bill. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not sure they're saying to have a policy. Or would it be just yeah. a blanket? I assume policy? that you could have three or four guns on a policy. I'm, I'm talking handguns now. They're talking about. Yeah. No, I didn't. Go, I didn't ask for guns. Every gun you own, but handguns, because it's a pack. Yeah, every to pack year you're going to have to pay that. That's, that's right. Not a one shot deal. Yeah. And yeah, you're right because I've noticed on a lot of these laws, the penalty is now criminal. 
to uh, if you uh, violate them. There you oh, go. Yeah. Well, there yeah. you go. Now you see, yeah. you see, Tom, something we've never had before. Our queen and Letitia James and and the state head of the state police is somewhat part of this, but our queen now is trying to put together with the Democrat Party some kind of a law to ban you and I from going to, to Pennsylvania, Vermont, New Hampshire, Ohio, whatever, uh, you know, Arizona, yeah, yeah. and we, buying we ammo. About that. Uh, yeah. it's, it's crazy yeah, where one state is going to try and indict you for breaking the law of another state yeah. when you're in another state. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's insane. I mean, it's, obviously it will never hold up, but the, their attitude is you don't like it, sue us. Well, that's you know, it. We'll bankrupt you in terms of, uh, as you guys know, what it's like uh, with the, law, the Gazzola lawsuit. Yes. Uh, you know, it's just so expensive, and they just drag it out. They will just keep appealing and appealing and appealing until you get to the Supreme Court. Well, that's it. And, and the problem is, uh, like our Gazzola case, as you mentioned, you know, Paloma put that package together, a very thorough brief, a f- thorough lawsuit, covered all the critical points, very active, dead-on, truthworthy, truthworthy, and it's sitting there in the Second Circuit District. They're doing nothing with it. They didn't do anything with it when we went to the Supreme Court, sat on it and, let, and moved it back down to the Second Circuit. So you yep. can have all the truth. You can have all the facts. It do, facts don't matter. This is where we stand today because they can stall, yep. delay, deny, jerk us around forever, you know, it seems, right? We can't get, we can't get justice. Yeah. Isn't this outrageous here? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, and, uh, you know, but there is, I mean, obviously people have got to get out and vote. Yeah. And there, there is some interesting stuff. I was looking at some of the results of some of the past elections. And, you know, when Trump first ran for president in 2016, he was the first person, that, uh, going back a few years, where he got more votes than people registered in the Republican and Conservative Party. <laughs> using a yeah, simple number, if there were a million people yeah. re- registered, he got more than a million votes, which means he was getting into those independents. And yeah. the, the same thing happened the second time. He got a huge amount over that, and Lee Zeldin got more. And where they're getting them primarily is in New York City, which is, of course, the Democratic stronghold. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Democrats have got to be looking at that. And with some of those non-gun issues that are out there, I mean, we keep talking about gun issues and the mm-hmm. Constitution, but there's a lot of people that just aren't going to, you know, it's not on their radar. But the left is just going too far on immigration, on crime, on inflation. And so, you know, the, the stuff I'm hearing is that the independents are vote are talking about voting for Trump. They're, oh, yeah. they're talking about voting for Republicans. Yeah, that and if, you know, they're, the left is giving them all the reasons in the world to change these votes. That's it. That's right. Wow. So don't let's wow. let's not blow it, folks. With that, with that, we got to wrap it up with you, Tom. Now, if you can, can in, a, in maybe three weeks from now, if you want to come back on, let's cover some more specific points. There's a few other things we got to cover. We're short of time here today, so appreciate you joining us. Now, Scope to join Scope. How does one go about joining Scope? Just go on to our website. It's Scope S C O P E. NY2A.org, Scope New York Second Amendment.org. 
Scope NY2A. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for the support in our lawsuits especially. Uh, we've been cranking out. You guys have been raising a lot of money helping us. We're spending our money fighting the state of New York that's using our money against us. Totally misusing of their power, misusing our funding. And they're, yep. they're targeting us. Instead of the criminal element they've been protecting for years. All right. Thanks a lot for joining us, Tom. Uh, Tom Reynolds from Scope. Yep. Thanks, Scott. Take Tom, care. Take care. Yep. Bye now. Bye-bye. So anyway, folks, yeah, we got, we got a lot going on. Ulster County Federation of, uh, of Gun Clubs has been very active helping us raise money. A lot of, you know, raising a lot of money down there all along the Hudson, all the way from uh, Greene County up north, up down to the Poughkeepsie area. Uh, they've been working very hard. Elmer and his team, Ken, a number of the uh, leaders there at Tom, uh, have been active raising money for us. So we got to keep raising money here. So do what you can. We've been appointed the spear here. GOA New York's been uh, basically handling a lot of that. And, you know, if you can give us a donation, we could use it right now. We're putting uh, some more things together with through Paloma, uh, the Antioch case, working on that. If you can send us a check, uh, check uh, out uh, Gun Owners of America, New York. That's GOANYS.com. GOANYS.com. Get on our website and give us a hand. Or if you want to send a check in, our P.O. Box is 25532. P.O. Box 25532, Rochester, New York, 14625. That's uh, GOA, New York. So give us a hand. Uh, scope, re-up with Scope. If you haven't re-upped, make sure you re-up with Scope and uh, send them a donation. If you want to do it specifically for the lawsuit, just make a note of that. The 1791 Society out of Buffalo, uh, their members have been very active helping us raise money and helping us uh, protect our gun rights. 1791 Society, great organization. Just Google them sometime, check them out. Uh, and uh, again, the Ulster County Group. So we've got the, you know four of us basically covering this. And of course, GOA on the national level has been, I think there's roughly, the last time I counted was 39 gunfights they're involved with. This yeah. is outrageous. And, and they I mean, have they, an they incredible have, track record, too. Yeah, they do yeah. really well. Well, yeah, they've been doing extremely well. So they're back in New York State again. They just hit them with a lawsuit last Monday on the... Uh, what was this last one about? The oh, if you're out of state residents and want to carry your gun, ha- handgun here in the state of New York, right? They're suing for that, for that, uh, to get that uh, passed, you know, to stop them and and to issue out of state residents. Well, yeah, pistol to, to strike down the yeah. re- the uh, um, the regulation as unconstitutional. Yeah, it's to- totally. So they so GOA has been very active. So think about gun owners of America on a national level. Anyway, a couple of our local sponsors were out of time here. Just Northside Salvage Yard has been backing us for years. John Sebastian and his team out there have been helping us. Three eight one nine six six seven three eight one nine nine six six seven and Jerome's Auto four eight two five five seven three Jerome's Auto. Four eight two five five seven three. Car repairs, truck repairs, you name it. They can right. Go ahead. Thank you, Bill Robinson, and thank you for listening, dear listener. We'll see you next week. Take care.